Good morning church family. So for today's talk we're gonna do something slightly different. You may have seen in previous Sunday services that we've had Brian and myself or Rich do a kind of like uh, discussion time um, in, within the, the service and so we're trying that out with the young people. We've opened up opportunity for the young people to just reflect and delve into the Word of God because you know what, even though they're, they're young, they can bring us wisdom. They, they can give us glimpses and glimmers of, of God and glimmers of hope and encouragement. And so we can learn from them just as much as we can learn from um, adults and, and uh, uh, elders around us. Um, the young people can bring us encouragement as well. So today we've got uh, a small handful of young people on a Zoom call. And what we did was just have a, a discussion around today's passage. And so you're going to hear that. You're going to hear pretty much the raw conversation of, of that, that, that reflection um, that came out from the young people. So do stick with it. Um, it might be different to what you're used to. And at moments there, there were issues with audio. Um, so do, do, do try and, and stick, stick with this. Um, because there's some really great stuff that the young people say. Um, so we're, we're going to jump into our reading now and then we'll jump over to what the young people share. John 4, 43. After the two days he left for Galilee, and Jesus himself had prompted how the prophet has no honour in his own country. When he arrived in Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him. They had seen all that had been done in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, for they had also been there. Once more he visited Cana in Galilee, where he had once turned water into wine. And there was a certain royal official whose son lay sick in Capernaum. And this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judah. He went to him and begged him to come and heal his son, who was close to death. Unless you, you people see miraculous signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. The royal official said, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus replied, you may go, your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. While he was still on the way, his servants met him and with the news that his boy was living. When he inquired as to the time his son got better, he said to him, The father left him yesterday at the seventh hour. And the father realised that this was the exact time which Jesus had said to him, The son will live. So he and his household believed. This was the second miraculous sign that Jesus performed, and then comes from Judah to Galilee. Okay, the first question would be like, what kind of welcome did Jesus receive when he returns to Galilee? They welcomed him. They like were happy to see him. Mm. He's like famous. Well, not famous, but like, you know, like everyone knows who he is, I guess. Mm. So initially we see that he welcomes him. 
everyone everyone welcomes Jesus, but there's a question here of are they welcoming him for the right reasons? Are they welcoming him because they know him because he's Jesus, or are they welcoming him for something else? Is it because he can heal? Mm. They, want some, they want something from him, so he's going to get in the good, his good books and then be like, now do this. Mm. There's um, in the where he turned the water into wine. Mm. Yeah. 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 He, he turned water into wine there, didn't he? Yeah. And, and so they're remembering him for his miracles. Yeah. It says, it says um, where does it say? One of the officers, one of the king's important officers lived in the city and this man's son was sick. And the man had heard Jesus had come, yeah, had come to, from Judea and was now in Galilee. So they obviously know of his past and want something from him. Mm. Mm. So, that, so they've welcomed him, but welcomed him for the wrong reasons because they're like, well, it's the right reason for them, but the wrong reason. Yes. Yeah. So it's selfish, isn't it, in a way? They're, they're looking at him in, in selfish eyes, in the fact that, how could I get something from, from this man? Like, what could I get from him? Like, for example, this official, his son is not well. And so he's like, oh, there's this miracle man who possibly could do something for me. I need healing with my son. Let's go, let's go test this out. So what is Jesus's response to this man? So we know that the Galileans had, had turned around and they're kind of there to see his miracles and not because they know him as the son of God. So what, what, so this man's turned up to him and been like, I need your help. I need you to heal my son. What was Jesus's response? Um, he said that um, none of you will believe unless you see miracles and wonders. Mm. Yeah, you must. It says you people must see signs and miracles before you believe in me. He know he knows um like like why they welcomed him so like like that he knows it's everything they only want him because he does miracles for them um yeah mm, he he knows this man's intentions he knows that this man has come up to jesus because he's got no other options he's probably tried the 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 local doctors the the nurses the the healers he's probably gone into some weird like witchcraft kind of person at some point and nothing's worked and so he's heard about this man and he's like you know what i'm just gonna i've i've, I've seen that he's turned this water into wine at some point so you know what let's let's test this out let's see if he's gonna heal heal my son because i've got no other options and jesus's response is because Jesus knows instantly what's going on, but he's trying to shift everyone's stance on their faith. There's this thing, has anyone heard of foxhole faith? No? I have. 
you have. Yeah. Do you want to explain what it is? I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how I would explain it. No worries. Fox, it, it comes from like wartime. Yeah. Because back, back in the day when um, men were there in the trenches, you've got bullets flying over your head. That it, they're kind of, in a sense, in a foxhole. They're in, in this moment in time where it's like, oh my days, I am at could be at the end of my life. I, and they cry out to God. They cry, so these are men who probably had no faith, no, weren't part of any religion of any sorts, didn't tap into any of that kind of stuff. And they're sitting there in this, in this pit with bullets flying, bombs going off, and, and they're like crying to God, like, what is this? God, help me, help me. And so that's, that's Fox's whole, whole faith because they're turning to God in their time of need and God may save them in that time and they may be like, wow, thank you, God. But further down the line, that kind of just drifts away. They kind of forget about that time with God and in a sense, the faith dies out. And that, that's what a, a foxhole faith is. And so would you say that the Galileans and this, this official has a deep rooted faith in who Jesus is and what, what he's called to do, or do they have this foxhole faith? I think it is like a last resort, like Jesus was his last resort. Um, he tried everything else before he went to Jesus. Whereas um, you should pray first before like doing anything else, you know, mm. faith in um, Jesus and God. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Do I wonder whether um, they lost their faith because wasn't it the whole household in the end became, um, started to believe. So I wonder mm. how, how their faith carried on. Um, I wonder if some of them drifted away, like the foxhole mm. scenario, or or if all of them, or if at least some of them, managed to hold on to their faith. Because I do wonder sometimes when you get the foxhole scenario, someone you know believes because of some miracle, sometimes that can then grow, can't it? Mm. Um, and other times it doesn't. Other times people just fade away again until the next time they need god or the next time there's um you know mm. yeah and jesus is challenging that here he's challenging that because he can see right there in that situation that everyone's there for his miracles and so they've they've got that faith in a sense that this this man can do miracles and they're like okay we believe in that but they don't have that deeper believing and so that's that's what he's challenging right now in the fact that he mentions that you pretty much you guys are only here for my my miracles that's pretty much what he's saying here and um and so he's he's challenging that thinking with this officials um in the way he responds to the official 
because what what does it say in in verse 49 and 50 there's the officer said sir come before my child ja my child died jesus answered go your son will live then the man believed what jesus told him and went home mm. so that kind of selfish thinking we could see at the start like the official is asking jesus to come and do something on his terms He's like, Jesus, I need you to come to my house. I want you to come to my house before my son dies. Well, also, it does say, like, it says he went home when, he, when Jesus told him uh, to go because your son will live. He obviously believed what yeah. he said. So in a way, he, he knew that Jesus was going to help him, like, either way. But it's also like... If he had just not done the selfish thing and like just wanted Jesus for like healing his son, he could have just like not done it and knew that Jesus like had something planned and then he wouldn't have kind of had like that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So th this man in some sense does have that deeper bit of faith because Jesus has acknowledged that everyone here is here for the public displays of miracles. And so Jesus could have gone back to that man's house and healed his son. And they, everyone would have seen it happen there and then, wouldn't they? But he turned around and he was like, go, your son is healed. Now stand, they're standing there in the street, miles away from the house, and so imagine yourself in that situation where, say, your child is, is really ill and you're there in front of Jesus and Jesus says, go, they're healed. You've got to have that faith in, and believe that what this man in front of you has said is true and has, and has come to happen. And Jesus did that on purpose. He did that on purpose to test that man's faith to move him, in a sense, move him from that foxhole faith to that deeper faith. But also, in my one, I'm not sure, but it says, go, your son will live. So in that sense, has Jesus done something? Like he also, uh, let me try and word this right. Um, <laughs> so, because I'm not sure if it says it in everyone else's, but it says, go on, your son will live. And like you said, you, you said that, he healed. So is it in the sense that Jesus has healed uh, the child or is it just that he believed, the officer like, believed and he's just, uh, oh my goodness, I can't word this right. I don't know, but has Jesus healed him or is he just saying like, trust me and he will live? Or If you look further, have a look at verse 51 and 52 and 53. Read, read those out for us. On the way, the man, what, 51 to 53? Yeah. Um, on the way, the man's servants came and met him. They told him, your son is well. The man asked, what 
what time did my son begin to get well? They answered, it was about one o'clock yesterday when the fever left him. The father knew that one o'clock was the exact time that Jesus had said, your son will live. So the man and the people of his house believed in Jesus. So what's happened there? Someone else, his, well, someone else has come to tell him that like it did not because they didn't know that he had the encounter, but they've told him that he is healed. So then he realized like this person has like predicted the future as in the sense that he's basically, I, if we stick with him, he will like have the control and know what is like expected, like what is expected to happen. If that's right, I don't know. <laughs> Mm. What 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 we see here is Jesus has has stood there in this place with this official miles away from the home and said, "Your son is healed. Go home. Go home because he's healed." And so that official probably stood there and a bit like, "Okay, is this true? Is it not? The only way I'm going to find out is if I go home." And so in some sense, he had that little bit of belief because he's like, okay, well, this, this was the man that turned water into wine. So you know what? This, this could be a possibility. So let's go home. And he's walking home and his uh, servants turn up and was like, you'll never guess what. And I bet you stood there and he went, my son's healed. And, and so they're all a bit like, what? And then he, he goes, he thinks back okay, I was standing there in that street and that man, Jesus, said, my son is healed. This miracle worker has said, my son is healed. And so he's like, what, what time did this happen? And, he, and his servants tell him the exact time was the same time Jesus said, your son is healed. And so Jesus even though Jesus didn't go to this, this guy's house and lay hands or anything, he didn't have to do anything that, like that to heal him. But Jesus did heal this child, this son, because Jesus is Jesus. Jesus, Jesus could do anything. <laughs> he, 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 can, he can do anything. And, and he, he healed this, this chap's son, but he didn't do it in that public way that he'd been doing other things. And he didn't do it, even though he did do it instantly, for the man, it wasn't instant because he didn't find out until later. And that was Jesus's way of testing this man's faith, moving him out of that foxhole of being like, God, I need your help. Boom, it's done, he's healed. Thank you, God. Right, I'm off. See ya. I'm going to carry on with my life. And they forget about God and, and they forget about uh, Jesus's miracles. And they just like carry on with their life. And maybe maybe something else pops up where things go wrong and they're like, ah, God, I need your help. Boom. Miracle. Thanks. See ya. And, and they leave. Instead, instead, Jesus has pushed this man, in a sense, to move out of that foxhole and move into a deeper faith of like, okay, I haven't seen the miracle happen instantly, but I'm gonna trust you 
because you're Jesus and your words are true. Even if I haven't seen those words come into being around me, those, your words are true. Samuel, you, you've put in the chat, Jesus helped him to believe. He did. He helped that man to believe. And then the rest of, of that family believed because they would have heard the story of what happened and the fact that, in a sense, it wasn't instant. Again, moving those people out of that foxhole faith into that deeper kind of faith. And that, 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 that in a sense, is that whole passage that we've read. That Jesus wants us to have that deeper relationship with him where we don't just turn to him in that, in that time of need. Yeah, we can turn to God in our time of need, but the relationship is so much more than that. It's trusting him in the midst of the storm, even when we don't see the storm die out. A bit like this pandemic that's going on. We could be crying out to God, asking him, for healing, yes, let's keep doing that. We, we, we believe in a God that can do miraculous things. And so we, let's keep praying and let's keep crying out to God, asking him, God, let's see the end of this pandemic. But we have a choice here. In, with the foxhole faith, we would sit there and expect that pandemic to end instantly. And then if it didn't, we'd be like, well, I haven't seen those miracles. So you know what? I've just, I'm going to give up on you now, God. No, a deeper faith would be like, God, I see that this pandemic is still going on, but I trust you because I know that you are God. You are good. You love me. I know that you, you sent your son to die on this earth. I know that Jesus has saved me. I know that Jesus did do miracles, but not all the time. And so I, I, and in, in my own life, I've seen miracles, but sometimes I've seen miracles not happen in the way that I wanted or prayers haven't been answered in the way that I wanted. But what I have seen is that God, you we're still there in the midst of it all. And that, that is the purpose uh, of this passage. Peace. So you know about um, when, because obviously at the start, they just wanted like for Jesus to heal. But you know, you were saying that he obviously believed, like I'm wondering what, when Jesus said to him, go, what was he thinking then? Was he thinking, because like you were saying, uh, when the men, the other people said it and the son was actually here, he obviously felt like I, I am fully, like he fully believes. But when Jesus tell, told him to like go, what do you, was he like fully believing then? Or was he just kind of going, kind of being like, let's see how this turns out or like, what was what does everyone think i think he's kind of like 
I've seen what you've done in the past and I have like the reason I wanted like you to come was so you could heal and if this is your way of healing my like my son I think I'll just have to go with it that's what I think but then when he the men his servants told him I think then he was really like committed and fully believed mm. what does everyone else think I think that um he he might have had doubt because then again he hasn't really seen it um he hasn't seen the miracle happen so um he might have doubt about it but he he's obviously desperate so um because he loves his son obviously so he's just like oh yeah um i need i need um the help that i can get so he just ran to jesus and then so when he walked back home he might be like oh um i hope it's like it's true and i need to have faith um you know so i think also you like like you said he was miles away like a day's walk back to her to like his home and so you've got to have some kind of faith you know you can't just run home make sure that the miracle's done and then run back you know and ask again so he did have to have some faith that like god he had to have some kind of faith to start off with otherwise because he couldn't just run home make sure that everything was fine you know and then if it hadn't been then run back and ask again because that wasn't possible but yeah Hmm. Yeah, this he he clearly had a bit of faith. Even even in the in the verse afterwards, after Jesus tells him to go, it says the man took Jesus at his word and departed. And so, in some sense, he he did believe. Uh, putting myself or yourself in the situation, like we're human, and so we have our doubts, don't we? Like we we're gonna slip up at times and if if i'm honest and i stood there and I, I was talking to jesus you would hope that you would fully believe but in some sense i reckon there would be that doubt because you haven't seen it happen but again he did have that bit of a step forward away from that foxhole faith he did he was starting to see who jesus truly was and so he, but in some sense as well, I reckon he'd stood there and gone, well, you know what? I've got no other choice, have I? <laughs> You've said that this has happened. Uh, I'm clearly not going to get you to come back to my house. So no one else around here is doing miracles, I don't think. So I best make that, well, that walk home because I've tried and you've said it. You turn water into wine. So you know what? This, this could be... You, you've said this, this, this could happen. Let's go home, let's see. So I reckon there was, there was some of that. Um, and, and then he went back and, and he found out and he's like, okay, okay, th this man, what he says isn't just magic. There's more to this man. There's more, more to what he is, who he is. And that was what Jesus was trying to do, to shift this man's thinking, to shift everyone's thinking from just 
asking for what we need, taking what we need and being like, see ya, and moving to that deeper faith of trusting God, trusting what he says, even when we don't see it. So the key point from this passage that we've read is Jesus wants us to move from that that faith of just acknowledging for his works, moving away from that and moving deeper with him. He's more than his miracles. Yes, miracles are great and wonderful, but Jesus is more than that. And so my question for you today is, where are you at? How do you see Jesus? How do you see your faith? Do you, in a sense, have that foxhole faith where maybe you're there close with him when a miracle happens, but then drift away when when life gets in the way, when you just you move on from that miracle and, and you lose sight of who Jesus is? Are you there or are you? deeply in love with Jesus, acknowledging him even in the midst of life where it feels like he might not be there, in the midst of life where there isn't miracles going on, but you know who Jesus is. You know that he's more than his, his works and deeds. He's, he is a, a beautiful, beautiful being, someone who we can have such a deep relationship with. He's not just some man in the street. This is Jesus, the Son of God, the Saviour of the world, our healer, our redeemer. And he died on the cross for you and I so that we can be in relationship with God. Jesus, what a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. And so I encourage you to fix your eyes on him. Fix your eyes on him even in the midst of the storm, in the midst of this pandemic. Know who he is. Reflect on his word. Reflect on the scriptures. Worship him in the midst of the storm. Because you know what? He's more than just the guy who shows up when you need him. He's always there. He's always walking with you. He's always holding you in the storm, holding your hands, lifting you up because he loves you. He loves you. Amen.